This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. Gentlemen, how we doing? Doing well, James. Good morning. It's Thursday. It's the Three Amigos. Got Glenn and Dwayne, and we're excited to have everybody here. And I tell you what, three, three amigos, tres amigos, tres, tres amigos. No yeah. Spanglish. You know, I got to tell you this morning. I got up and I wasn't hungry, so I got to go. I got a rule now that I don't eat if I'm not hungry. And now I'm starving and a little bit lethargic. I wonder if I were in Houghton, if there was anything I could do about it. But I don't know about here in Ruston. You could do everything you needed to do, James, if you were in Houghton, because you could go to the PJs, baby. Yeah. Get your coffee, get your sandwich. The breakfast sandwich. Stuffed with egg and sausage. Oh, man. That's what I need, right? Tell me that's not like, I think they have those in heaven when you get there. But anyway, they're very good. But can you go to PJs in your PJ? Actually, you can. We won't kick you out. As long as they cover you fully, you know, you can't come in. If you if you sleep just with underwear, we're not going to let you in. But uh, <laughs> yeah, pajamas on is no problem. Well, the people you'd like to see coming just their underwear are not the ones who are coming just their underwear. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll keep a dress code there. But I I could use a waffle, egg, and sausage sandwich. So all right. Man, do we ever have a lot to talk about, this, even if it's just one particular topic, but there's, it is so intriguing and interesting, this new speaker, Mike Johnson. Has anybody, has anybody seen Mike Johnson? I never heard uh, of him. Um, I, I heard about him like two days ago when he announced that he was going to run for speaker. I go, well, that's nice that he won't win. Well, and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's interesting and intriguing. There's a lot lot going on, and, and and I went ahead and read the mainstream media to see what they were saying because I wanted to know where the attack was going to come from. But no, I want to start with this: congressional districts are ridiculous. Yes, farmable, which is you can throw a stone if you're really strong and hit Arkansas just about. I know it's, that's an exaggeration, but it's not far. It's almost at the top of the. It's almost. As my dad used to say, it's closer to Arkansas than it is Louisiana. So, and and that, and he is, the, Dr. Green votes there. He's in the same congressional district. He votes in the same congressional district as Mamu, as Bill Platt. As who? Mamu, the city of Mamu, the Cajun, the most Cajun, the heart of Cajun country. You can't get any more Cajun than Mamu. They, they have, they, they, they're, they're Mardi Gras. Is like the old kind where they all get drunk and ride horses for hours, and they have Cajun music every Saturday morning on the radio. <laughs> that's who Farmable's voting with. Yay! And that's what District Mike Johnson is in. Um, and, and, and that's the first thing. And then I found out, so I decided, well, that's interesting. So I looked to see. I live in in Lincoln Parish. Lincoln Parish votes with Bogalusa. Is that why we're having this whole? Uh Supreme Court case on voting districts in Louisiana? Uh, yeah, I guess. 
I guess. I mean, it's ridiculous that for sure. I, you know, I, I don't think it'll change anything as far as the representation to make it. But, but the thing is, like, uh, John Hayfley called it cross pollinization. Cross pollinization. <laughs> well, when are we going to get identified as an ethnic group? <sighs> well, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, uh, my brother did a, yeah, 28 me, and so I'm 2% Nigerian, so there you go. Anyway. I'm mad my sisters did that. Anyway, um, the next thing the next thing is obviously Mike Johnson. Congratulations, by, by the way. I'm sure he listens to the podcast. I know a lot of the things that... <laughs> he'll start, yeah. You know. Well, almost everything that we believe in, he believes in, it appears. Uh, and, you know, we'll start We'll start with this as far as it, it goes with me. I would not support anybody who contest, did not contest the election. They had to have contested that election. They've had to have said it was rigged because it, it, anybody else is, is gaslighting. And you know, if you're a Republican and you're not contesting the election, you're one of them. That's who you are. I don't, I, I, you, I don't care how conservative you act like you are. You can jump out of planes with an eye patch on your, on your face and, and say that you're Mr. Tough Guy. But no, you are nothing but a freaking comic. And, and that's what that eye patch guy from Texas is. And and I I I really truly believe that this guy is on our side. That's that's what I believe. I do believe that. I, I mean, and and you looked at you look at the you look at the press, the the the, the mainstream depressed. I mean, the mainstream press, and they they um they're going. Can you believe this corny guy? He got married with a covenant marriage, which makes it harder to get a divorce. You know, and he what. He's so shallow, uh, and and he's a Christian, and he teaches at a Christian university, and and he contested he contested the election even after a mom destroyed the the, the Capitol building, um, and 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 you know he, you know he he wrote an amicus brief in that Texas lawsuit that oh, was, really yeah that was thrown out in, in um um you know for standing. I've never. We we we're still trying to find who this guy standing is, so we can get him to file a suit. Um, yeah, we find that guy. That'd be good, Mister Mr. Standing. We need to find him. Anyway, um, change your name, James, to Mister Standing. <laughs> we have Standing. I have Standing and right there. First My name, but first name has to be have. The last name has to be Standing. Yeah, there you have, go. Have, we, have or have. <laughs> We have to love that. They have to say that in court. How standing says. <laughs> There's no standing. Think about it. I'd do it if it would be the best thing ever. To be honest. Elon Musk doesn't have to offer me a billion dollars to change my name. I'd do it for a hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I do it for a hundred thousand because because of my practice, but a million. All right, but anyway, um, so so. This guy, you know, he um, he 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 was against funding the war for you in U- the fake war in Ukraine. Um, he's sympathetic to Israel. Um, he is. Um, I'm trying to think of all the things that he's done, but you know, you got to start with: Do you want to say, "Well, we want to"? All right. So it's, here's here's what I'm here's what I pick it up. Can he get anything done now? Can he get anything done now? What's gonna do? He gonna get anything done now? It's going to be all just nothing get done. Well, I've been saying for at least since Reagan's been gone, I don't want anything done. 
That yeah, if he gets nothing done, we'll, we'll, you'll see the economy grow like you've never seen. You know, and the other one was they don't seem to be good together. I'm um, saying so no, they're good. They're not good apart either. They're not good people. The people that are in that. All right. So, so I'm happy he's in there. It, I do understand what Dr. Green was saying yesterday, and that is, are they setting him up for failure? Maybe, maybe. But that gummit, somebody's in there that looks like he agrees with what I agree with, and and if he screws up, we'll get rid of him too. But Personally, I don't want to put a Stalinist in there so he can get rid of the, so he can get along with the rest of the Stalinists. That's not what I want. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want I don't want people up there who call themselves Republicans but aren't are hollering to the heavens that these J six people need to be released. I don't want a Stalinist in there. I don't want a Stalinist in there that can make the other Stalinists happy. And so if this temporary Temporarily, we have a, our guy in there, and they and, and he can't stop them from um, from crushing him. Then okay, he's not he doesn't really belong there. Can they crush Trump? They've been trying to crush crush, crush uh, Trump. They have been trying to crush Trump for nine years now. You know they can't do it. So hopefully he's smart enough to do it. We'll see. But I, personally, I know we don't have a Stalinist in there. Yeah. yeah, I mean we haven't had a speaker for a while. And gosh, look at all the things. Wait, nothing's happened bad. Hmm. Interesting. It is, yeah. and, and don't forget who all. I made a list in, in comrades, and I'll pick it back up of all the people who were communists. But, but um, yeah, I know. I know you don't like that word, but that gum. They are. They are. They are. They're spending money that they don't have at a rate that that cannot be sustained. And all Gates wanted was to stop it. He didn't. He didn't. Right. Even, he didn't even give McCarthy that hard of a things to do. Look, don't don't. You're going to tell the president we got the, the Constitution says we decide the budget, not you. And we are not going to pass a budget that's this big. We're going to go back to what is ridiculous big, and that is pre-COVID. But at least it's sustainable. We can we can fight it off and do something about it. That's the first thing. The second thing was. We get 72 hours at least to look over any bill that you try to pass. And he didn't do that. And he kept, right. and he kept sending money to Ukraine behind his – now they're doing it. They're still doing it. They're doing it without – they just make up money. But my point I'm making is that we had, a, we had a Stalinist in there. He can say he's not. But when he lets – when you're Speaker of the House and you're not saying anything about the J6 people in jail for us. We went over the statute yesterday. Well, we'll go over it again Monday. But that statute is was was an Enron statute that was named. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was something like, "Hey, don't 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 shred your document." Statute. It's the Enron statute. Yeah. It's nothing. You know, the title of it. Nothing has to do with with. Um, do oh, not it's something about do not uh, in the act to not tamper with evidence or or. Uh, witnesses, right. like that. And, and, yeah. and that statute has nothing to do with it. And 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 McCarthy sitting back, sending money to a president who's using and weaponizing the DOJ to be just like Stalin and put his political enemies in jail. He's going to put Steve Bannon in jail. He's made he's made uh, City Powell a, a convicted criminal now. He's made Cheeseboro one Cheeseburger. Yeah. And and he's trying to make he's 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 put, he's prosecuting Trump. He is weaponizing. Well, McCarthy's allowing it. 
You got the purse string. Stop him. Stop him from being a stall and stop him from killing people. I mean, that's that's the thing. And and uh, he is he is that that administration is bad. I got to go. We're going to get back on this, but I have been forgetting this for four days, four podcasts. Did you see Soros is having to downsize significantly? Not just a little. Well, I mean, I'll be there saying, well, I'm getting old or whatever, but he has a son who's just liberal or whatnot. Um, Rumor is. I thought he transferred everything to his son, which is even more radical. Well, that's what the that's what the, the argument is. Right. Transferring it there and shutting your businesses down all over the country, all over the world is another thing. Um, and he has, they have started reducing some of their contributions. So maybe he bankrupted himself. I hope yeah. so. Me too. I mean, I hate to say that. Or some green imagine happened. Well, I mean, I yeah, that could, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> he may be putting it all He's in. Shut the house before it all goes to hell. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I've heard a couple things about Mike Johnson, like you, before a couple days ago. I've never heard of him before. And what I've heard is for the, what, three and a half years or so he's been in, that um, he's, he's worked his way up to a, a position of leadership, but one that is normally not in the limelight, who has been under the radar, and that he's, he's been pretty conservative on things. And that, I think that's why you're saying he aligns with your beliefs for the most part. Besides a few things, the obvious ones. But I'm also hearing, you know, the lamestream media like you, they're kind of freaking out. Oh, he's just hard right. He's radical right. He's MAGA right. So they don't like him. But what I've heard is that he had a fantastic speech that he produced on a seat in a short manner that really um, energized a lot of people that listened to it, the speech after he was voted in, and that, oh, even though he threw it, even though he threw his name in the hat, from what I understand is this may have been staged, but somebody said, you know, the kind of person we need is somebody like that yeah. they threw his name out in the conference and that a whole bunch of people kind of made a positive outburst. And so one of the things they did, um, was it night before last? They just did a standing vote to see who would support him, and it was just a phenomenal amount of people that stood up, and that's why the next day they went ahead and took it to the floor vote. All right, well, so this, well yeah. if you saw him question Mayorkas on the border, you'd want to mention next president, if that's all you knew about him. All right, yeah. well, let's talk about that, but I want to finish this thought on, on uh, what Dwayne's talking about. Uh, if, what, what you're talking about it was close to what I understand, may, if not – Maybe maybe I just have some more details that you left out on purpose. I don't know, but all right. So if if you'll know that there have been several attempts, we couldn't get um, several people that that I thought were probably good compromise people, and somebody kept spiking it and, and kept keeping it from happening. So it didn't matter who they put up; it didn't matter. You always had about twenty four to forty that were going against it, and so it it works around. It works around, and it. it they and they put that what's his name urinate or something the one that they had up last week was it urinate 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 oh oh James yeah. that guy uh, he, yeah. he he is he is now I forget his name but she said that and I'll call him urinate from now on well I did not want urinate in there there's no way that I wanted that guy to be speaker that to me would have been worse than McCarthy okay he was bad. 
he definitely a deep stater. All right. So what happens is they put urinate up, and then who runs against him is is Johnson, and he, it, it it it's it's clearly um, in favor of urinate to get in, but not enough. So so if the, and that's because the Gates and that group was not going to put that guy in there. He had no chance. So so then what happens is this guy from New York. I gave it. I, if you, well, if you could look on the on the uh, um, comrades, you can see his name um, Montero or something like that. Montero. Um, uh, no, no, it's closer to. Uh, it, it sounded like to be the catcher's uh, Maldonado, something like Maldero or something like that. He's a, a he's a kind of a young guy from from New York, considered moderate. Of course, you have to run moderate. I'm sure in New York, get elected. Anyway, so so the the urinate wins it. I mean, he gets it, but he doesn't get enough votes to to put him over the top. And so um, this guy from New York says, hey, let's have a, can we just have a show of hands who would support the number two guy on the ballot, which would have been, um, which would have been Johnson. And guess who stops it from happening? He pulls a procedural um, rule and says, you can't do this. You can't even have an informal vote on the number two guy. Who do you think it was that stopped that vote? Jim? McCarthy. Yeah, that was gonna. Yeah, that was my other choice. McCarthy did. McCarthy didn't want that vote, so that th- that meant that they couldn't do it that day. They so they thought they were gonna have to go home for the weekend and everything. And so then what happens is, and I'm I'm doing my best on this because I'm not proceed. I'm not a Congress procedure expert by any means. Yeah. But the, from what I understand is, then they decided to put it up for a secret vote, and McCarthy starts going around. Knock it on everybody's door, say, hey, do you want that bridge? Do you want this chairmanship? Do you want this and that? Well, he comes back and announces that he could get 100 votes for himself again, that he would lead it. So they did a secret ballot with just uh, a, a kind of an up and down on on um, Johnson. And it turns out on the secret ballot, only 43 went wrote in and said um, that McCarthy should be it. Only wrote right ins, so that meant it was unanimous. But the far, who it was that was actually there, if you say who was running, so they went ahead and said, "Okay, we're going to do a public vote now, up or down," because nobody else has put their hat in the ring. The only one hat in the ring now is Johnson, so you can't vote for anybody else now, and you will have to vote for wow. McCarthy in person. So the only those only forty three votes for McCarthy, and the rest of them were for Johnson. And when they went. And put it public. Those forty-three that were that, that voted in private weren't willing to say, "Hey, I'm still willing to go with that Stalinist McCarthy." But did, but did you see the other, the flip side of that? Jim Jordan and and McCarthy were working on a joint right. speaker. Right. It was going to be yeah. sort of, but it would have been a really bad deal for for him. Jim Jordan yeah. it would not have been a good deal. But even Jordan voted for for uh, Johnson once it once the, once it came to light. That they were trying that that's exactly right that 43 votes was going to be for for um for McCarthy being speaker and Jim Jordan being you know vi- vice speaker <laughs> anyway so when it, when it when they when that but that so what happens is now they've been exposed you, this is what what it is is you're gonna have to vote for McCarthy in person meaning you know out in the open and no one was willing to do it and that's how it became unanimous so uh, I, I think that I think that this is a legitimate. It happened without. I think it happened in spite of the deep state. And now they've got 
MAGA, what they consider MAGA, as the Speaker of the House. And if if somehow or another we can defeat the cheat machines and get Trump in there, and have, so we have a MAGA at Speaker and MAGA in at the presidency, uh, and I, you know, that would be... Here's the only thing that I'm worried about with uh, Mike Johnson, is they're, they're saying that he's promising to be a uh, more distributed power type leader, that he wants to be more of a coordinator and let the chairs of the committees have much bigger role in the agenda. Oh, you know, I don't know what to say to that because I I do believe in a government that is not centralized. The less centralized it is, the better. And so putting it off in committees is not something that that shocks me. Well, it's the opposite of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. It's going to be the opposite of whipping people into shape, make them do what you want. That also allows him to say what he wants. Yep. If the, if the consensus has to come from each of those, hey, if you want to get this done, get it done. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't know that. I mean, thank you for that information. Um, I, I, all I, all I know is, is he, he, I, you don't, I don't even know if he's smart. You know what I'm saying? I don't know enough about him yet. You know, um, that I, here's, here's what I do know that the people who don't like him are the people that I want to not like. <laughs> yep. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's, that's kind of how I see it. I, I look at it like they would not be all up in arms over this thing if, if they, they were comfortable with him. And so, but I mean, he's still one vote. You know, he can't, he's the bully pulpit. He are somewhat of a bully pulpit. He's got that ability. Um, and, you know, these committee members, that is that, that's the danger of that part, obviously, is but I believe it. But is that, you know, they do go those chairmanships, those committees get led by people who have played politics right. And the speaker puts them in those spots. Isn't that how it works? But he's got two immediate challenges, the pending government shutdown to get the funding finished and this uh, financing. um the Ukraine, the uh, war against Hamas for Israel, and also the quote unquote border extra funding for our border. So Joe Biden put all that stuff up asking for money and kind of bundled it together with a just basic breakdown. So let's see. He's got two huge challenges immediately. So it's like big, big exams. Well, you know. He, I think he fails if it doesn't shut down. I, I really do. I believe I, I know that they've always been able to, to t- turn it around on the Republicans, but if you, but they've never staged it right. You're bankrupting us. You're spending too much money, and I'm not going to fund this war. We're definitely not sending troops, whatever. But he, he has that ability to say it in a way that look, we cannot sustain this. This, this is not something that can be sustained. We cannot continue to spend like this. And your congressman is no longer going to have an excuse for not reading it because we're going to give him plenty of time to read it. So if your congressman votes for this, he knows what he's voting for. Because they always, right now, they go, well, let me put it through so quick. I know what's in there. Got to read it. Got to pass it so we know what's in it. I also think that Landry winning the jungle primary outright added a little credence to Mike Johnson. That's been brought up multiple times that Louisiana is on the radar of the National Republican convention well the other thing mike johnson could 
unravel that whole thing by saying, no, we're not bundling this. We need to not bundle this together. These are separate things. We shouldn't have to vote for Israel. This That guarantees it's passing. If you bundle all this together, that's the system. We need to unbundle it and have each one. That way you can vote for Israel if you wanted to or not. Or you can vote for Ukraine or not. And, uh, you know, those shouldn't be bundled together. Biden's doing that, and so are any omnibus bill is doing that. So you can say, well, I had to vote for it because of this. Right. You know, and we need to keep giving the best what Gates wants. Yeah. I keep giving you poison with medicine. And yeah. I don't want either. Right. So, so what I think you do is you send a budget up and, and say, well, it was the president that won't sign it. And that's what you do. We, mm-hmm. we, we, pass a, we pass a responsible one, one that we can start doing something about our debt. And we can do, we're, you know, and we're funding what we're supposed to be funding, but not funding other things. You got to send it up, make him veto it. Or make, that does the Senate have to approve it, I guess? It originates the House, the Senate's got to approve it. So put it on them. Uh, I mean, and, and mean it. The problem we've had, guys, is we've had a Speaker of the House all along. I mean, from the beginning, I can't. I can't remember a time we had a speaker of the house that I trust, and that would especially include Gingrich. That they go in there and they put this thing up, man. We're going to stand tall. We're going to keep this government shut down, and then they shut it down with the very intention of the Republicans backing down with their tail between their legs. Well, you know, people just weren't supporting it, so we're going to we're going to cave. And the people supported all along. The press didn't support it. And the Republicans in the House that support it, but I can guarantee you that if they stick with it long enough, they got to go over the hill. They're gonna they're gonna get the full attack. It's gonna be just like Dwayne said. They're gonna put ribbons around monuments, and they're going to say that the courts have to shut down, and they're gonna do this. They're gonna do that. That that make it look like they can't survive because because the, the bad Republicans, you know, or won't won't fund Medicare. That's what they'll probably say. They'll come up with something like you know how they are. They they lie, mm-hmm. but you got to stick with it and you say no, no. They're wanting us to spend more money than we have. Can you do that at your house? Can you can you spend more money than you have? If you if a person ever comes to me and says I don't have enough money to pay my bills and so I'm gonna live off of credit cards for a year, I would say you need to go have your head checked. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and 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 so Republicans have got to have guts here. And they, and and you got to be like Trump and be willing to go to jail for what you believe in. And I and and I don't know was it you or was it or was it Steve that said, man, that's the, the DA at uh in Georgia needs to. They're probably already drafted up the indictment of 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 Johnson. Um, <laughs> I mean, he did. He 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 definitely he definitely. Oppose that, you know, try to keep that election from being certified. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think that I think this is an opportunity for him to and the Republicans to 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 do it. The problem is we know that there are 43 deep state. It exposed them all. We know exactly how many there are now. There are 43. There are 43 that are simply they, they're willing to put back in a Stalinist, somebody who's willing to let people die in in in. You know, in Afghanistan, and they're willing. He's led, willing to let people go to jail wrongfully on uh, a statute that's not supposed to apply, and he's willing to allow their DAs, the DOJ, to to go after the the, the primary uh, opponent of their party. 
you know, yeah. get him out. I mean, who cares what happens? I mean, if it shuts down, I, I agree that is the two things. The border is a problem, you know. Yes. You know, I, I'm, I am very pro-immigration. I'll say it all on and on again. Very pro-immigration legally. And they need to make it better and easier to get in where we can monitor these guys to see who they are. You know, you come in, you find out they get 60 WIs and you go home. Um, but uh, I don't know, guys. I'm, I, I'm only encouraged by it. I, I, obviously, anything can go wrong. You can have a so heart. Here's the deal. Remember, during COVID, we learned real quick. Our marshal says, you know, there's a certain number of people that's allowed in the building that's maxed. And then they turn around, the government said, but because of COVID, now we're going to go to a, only a smaller percentage of that amount. <laughs> and so we learned what those numbers were during COVID. Well, I don't understand why during COVID we didn't go to a smaller percentage of immigration for that very same reason. And I don't understand why there isn't a, a when Congress says, here's the maximum amount of immigration, but we'll let the president have just a little bit of wiggle room for asylum seekers and refugees. And I think yeah, traditionally, it, 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 traditionally that was in the 30,000 range, right? And then Biden, his first year in office, said he was going to double that. Maybe it was 15 and he was going to double to 35, or it was 35, he's going to double to around 60-something. I don't remember those numbers, but that was his first year. Well, now he's in the million. He's at seven-plus million people. He's a He's paroled to come into the country, and that's exceeding the normal one million a year immigration that's been allowed. Donald Trump was proposing to double it up to two million a year through legal immigration, from one to two million, but shut down the illegal part. And so if the Biden administration is allowed to have an unlimited check on the amount of parolees they're letting come in under uh, asylum and refugee status, then I don't know why Congress just doesn't shut down the regular legal immigration and say, well, you're taking the whole quota. We're not going to allow any more to come in this way. <laughs> Good point. So what, what, why are we waiting three and a half years into this? Why hasn't anybody proposed that on the Republican side? Because, because we've been controlled by the same people. That's the whole point. I mean, when you see McCarthy, you need to see Democrat. That's the whole thing. You're right. You know, if, if Disney said, well, we have exceptions to our max feel for people that are handicapped, impaired, and all, you know, special needs and all that stuff, and so the fire marshal gives them leeway, but then they start allowing more people to come in through that back door channel versus the front gate, at some point the fire marshal's going to shut them down. <laughs> and that, that, was, that was my metaphor of the two. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think, Glenn? What's going to happen with him? Is it, was it a was this a setup? You know, you ever seen that movie Clear and Present Danger, where um, yeah. the, the main character, what's his name? Um, anyway, Lithonomia. It didn't feel like a setup. It felt like grassroots. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there are people out there saying that's what it is, though. That they're setting him up for defeat. Now, but we do know that forty three are going to oppose everything he does. The question is, can he keep it? Where they have to, to oppose him in public, that's the key. Um, you know, he's got he's got. Uh, I, but I think you know he does seem articulate. He seems to be able to say what he means. And so, I, I, personally, I celebrated yesterday. I was happy, and and I do know that that you can't put your trust in men that he can fail us. I know that. I know that there could be 
setting him up for failure. But right now, right now, today, I, I, and by the way, I think all those people who said Gates had no strategy need to go and apologize to him and, and donate to his <laughs> donate to his uh, campaign for the next yeah, time. Because it looks like to me this is a pretty good plan. Shut the government down for several weeks and put in a good speaker. Yeah, and stop the spending. Hopefully. I mean, that's the next step. Well, I mean, you stop the spending for the time you did this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see. Well, you kept the momentum. Did they? They had this. You remember that's what got McCarthy in trouble. They had some kind of stopgap. When does it end? When's that? Uh, God, I don't know. Um, I want to say sure November. I want to say it's November. And that's, you know, exactly what the Democrats want. Oh, man, Christmas. Oh, oh, we can't send out checks on Christmas. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you can hear the moaning now. <laughs> well, I, I had a problem. We in my family, uh, if anything bad would happen, you know, that would cause controversy in the family. Uh, it was done in November. I called it the November surprise because we had to make up by Christmas. So. That's fun. Well, you know, it, yeah. in our family, um, that it just takes breathing to cause problems. Mm-hmm. We don't need anything special. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway, well, you know, I I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to say on that topic because I do have something else I want to bring up that I find interesting, but it's not nearly as as impacting on the nation as the speaker thing. And I, 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 that funding. That funding was 45 days starting September 29th, so about the middle of November. Yep. We don't have much time. That's it. That's exactly. They they did that on purpose. Holiday season, they're going. That press will be all over the place. They're home at Christmas, and people are starving, and and the, and we don't have to. We don't have the money to prosecute Trump. <laughs> if that happened, oh my God, that would be so great. <laughs> I mean, I look at it, Dwayne. Is this is great theater? I hope he, I hope he does it. I hope he shuts it down. And in, 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 instead of having a a imp a plant like Gingrich in there saying, "Oh, you know, we tried contract with America, but we're going to breach it." But we uh, tried. We- I tell you, I've heard two other things along the lines of this speaker situation. That number one, this is the first time that the Republican conference has been much more open. They keep saying closed doors, but they've been allowing people to just freely say what's going on inside those closed doors. They haven't been keeping it very secret. And so they said this is the first time that they're letting us in on the process and watch how it looks nasty and dramatic for the sausage-making process, but that they wanted it to be more of an open process and let people see how that works. Now, Nikki Haley got out there and said she thought that this was horrible. It made us look bad on the world stage. It's making the Republicans look bad to the public. She just started trashing the whole process. Are we surprised? No, but you know what? It's letting us see more her true colors. Right. Because she was pulling the wool over some people's eyes. But I think the past two or three days, she's opened her mouth enough that you may see her numbers start dropping. Now, if I remember right, she was the the uh, the, the diplomat or whatever you call it to the UN, right? She was. Yeah, U.S. to the UN. Yeah. 
Right. And I remember when she quit and she she trashed Trump. That's all I needed to know. You're out. You just trashed your boss. You know, you quit. All right. So so that I, I, that Marine, the one that was so popular, it was the secretary of defense for a while for Trump. They split ways. But he hasn't said anything. He's kept his mouth shut. That's what you do in my book. I, I, I have a difference with Trump. He's the boss. I quit. That's fair. But you don't trash him like Nikki Haley did. And so I have not had any use for her for a long time. And, and I think she's the next Lynn Cheney. And I think that Steve's saying that um, McCarthy's going to be the next um, McCain. What did he call him? He had a name for it. But bitter. Bitter McCain, maybe. Um, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So I, I didn't know that. You got some good stuff. For somebody who said he didn't have time to prepare because you were working all day. I'm a news junkie, so what I mean prepare is specifically for the for podcast topics. But I'm a news junkie. I watch that stuff every time I can. Well, the two things I looked at, we've talked about already. So you'll know I'm not a news junkie, but I'm pretty much when I'm on it, I'm on it. And the two things I what the first thing I wanted to who was this guy? And I read everything I could find on him, and I think I got to the end of the internet. Um and (laughs) and the other thing was, how did they pull this off unanimously? And I found some some things, and, and it makes sense what what Wayne is saying. It was more open this time. That's how we know how it happened. It was legit, and I think it was grassroots, like you said. I think that this guy from this, this um, um, Molinero or whatever his name is from New York, I need to get his name. He deserves to be something other than urinate. Um, I, I, I think they saw, uh, you know, a uh, uh, of nasty taste and beverage being passed around the room and that's I put a time limit on this too so when the whole um, McCarthy Jordan dual speakership started getting passed around and at the same time saying what we'll do is negotiate with some of our moderate Democrat friends to vote present to reduce the threshold so that they can get over the hump easier I think that really also lit the fire under a few people to say, no, we can't let that happen. And so they went ahead with uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Johnson. Johnson. Johnson, Michael Johnson. (laughs) That's all right. The guy's name is Mark, M-A-R-C, Molinero. He's the unsung hero here. He's the one that came up with the idea that ultimately led to happening. So good stuff, guys. What do you think is going to happen? You ain't going to shut down the government or not? That takes some guts. No, we're not going to shut it down. Is he going to submit a budget greater than pre-COVID? I think it depends upon who your committee chairs are. If what they're saying is true on how Michael's going to run this. Okay. So that's not, no, you, no. Glenn made a prediction. He says that we don't shut the government down. You've got to tell me what you think's going to happen. I think they will. I do, too. I think they shut it. Okay. Here's what I think. They'll have a bunch of stuff happen right at the end. And then they'll have some, well, extension. And then uh, we'll see if they're going to try to unbundle these spending packages to separate things instead of having them together. This omnibus type of crap is what's causing this, uh, this, I mean, drunken sailors don't spend like this. Um, 
this is this is designed to destroy our country. What the spending they're doing right, right. now. Right, you're right. It, it's also designed for us to have a world war because that's the only way to get out of it. Yep. Um, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. We will. I'll, I'll write it down in my thing. Go back to that. I don't. I don't agree with that. But well, I'll, I'll right. write it down. Right. But uh, if they unbundle it, in other words, you know, what Mike Gates really, the whole crux of, the, of a lot of this was we need to vote on one thing at a time and we need to have time to look at uh, Not as well, Yeah. And so if we have this separate spending, then, you know, a lot of this. You know, you now you have to take responsibility for how you voted. You know, it's kind of like in Louisiana where we have all these amendments. You know, we've kind of advised our audience, if you don't know, say no. Uh, we don't need to pass amendments to our Constitution because our, our legislators don't want to pass a law and vote for it. So that's what, you know, that one thing could do a lot of good for this country quickly. Um uh, if they if he sends it up, they have some compromise. They go, okay, we got to unbundle them, and that's the one thing he gets done, or somebody gets done, or Matt Gates, or whatever, the Freedom Coalition, whatever gets done. That would be huge service to this country right now. And can you if you send can you that budget there, Can you put in the the uh, the budgets, the twelve separate budgets, also what they cannot spend on? I'm sure you could. I don't know yeah, that. There's though. a case on that. There's a case on that. I, I, I and the reason say, I'm asking is say, can they simply say you cannot spend money prosecuting Trump in federal court? See, I don't think they can. Yeah, that would be. That would be. I don't think they know. can. I don't think they can, guys. I, I, it seems like to be back in my memory, my, back in my mind, that, that they tried to pass something like that um, and said, okay, here's the money for the DOJ. But you can't prosecute Trump, or but let's just say it's not that you can't prosecute, or you know what? Here's the here's the budget yeah. for the DOJ, but you can't buy new that you can't pass that. I, I, I somehow know that that's in the back of my mind. That once you once you create the budget, they can they can spend it inside that as long as it's constitutional. You know, as long as it's not. I I I, I don't have the case. I will see if I can get Victoria to look it up. All right, because uh, I'm not going to have time today. Anyway, um, that's a good point. I I I, I will say this. Glenn, I the problem the problem with it is I don't know how that wor- how workable that would be uh, to have a budget that's not this is how much money the government's spending I don't know but you do know that no matter what they send up if it's not what what Soros wants and the Stalinists wants they're going to veto it so I don't have a problem doing it your way just do it make them make them say no yeah and that's that's kind of what I say then Biden's got to say no. And then they could say, well, so in other words, you want to bundle this all together so you can spend money off it. Right. You could make that that really prominent. You know, the, I think something like 74% of the country, according to, uh, um, gosh, I think, man, things just pop out of your head, don't they? Uh, according to a survey that is. I'm not everyone has things know. just pop out of my head. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, they. 74% of the country, according to certain polls, that are very valid polls normally, uh, say, yeah, Biden did something wrong. Yeah, criminal. They think criminal. Uh, that And, you know, any poll, you, 25% or so is going to say, you know, 
like you had a poll. Do you think you should breathe oxygen in the atmosphere at a certain percentage? And they would say, no, you don't need oxygen. That's bad for you. You know, there'd be 25% who'd say that. Uh, just the dumbest thing you've ever seen. But if you've got 74, 60% of this country saying one thing, that's almost 100%. Um, yeah, I, think that, I, think I would give you an example of it. They away And there was a group, they, a group that went to Baylor, which should be considered a conservative Baptist university. And they asked, "How uh, uh, do you agree that we should repeal the First Amendment? And it was like 15 or 20% of people on Baylor's campus yeah. said, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should repeal it. Or <laughs> did you ever see uh, when the man show, it's an old show, but Adam Carolla's there, and he had a, um, what do you call it, a uh, petition saying to ban suffrage, women's <laughs> suffrage. <laughs> and everybody said, yeah, I want to ban that. And People one after another after another. Now, of course, they only show the ones that were dumb, but was that no the one show knew that, was that Is that the show that had that fat kid that was so funny? He'd go up and ask for stuff. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what well, there, there's, always, there's always one to two out of ten that will give you the out-of-their-mind answer. Yeah. So if you, if you produce a question, and even if you give it four multiple choices, and one of the four choices is a, a, just a ridiculous answer. You'll get 10 to 20% of the population that will choose that ridiculous answer. So there, there's your 10 to 20% that's just crazy. Yeah, you yeah, know, I, I think some of it is, I don't want, I'll just answer contrarian because I don't want people to call me anymore or talk to me anymore. Or I'll just answer because I'm basically an NPC. Um, and then, or I'll answer because, you know, I'm just being contrarian. But where, where are we it going seems with this? so consistent, about 25%. I get you. I get you, Glenn. I get you. I hate to cut you off. I get you. There are certain, certain periods of decisions going to do that. Now, you, you brought that up. Why? You had a reason for bringing that up. Okay, I brought that up because if you've got, you know, this, you know, people say, well, that's not everybody. 74 to 65% say Biden's this horrible person who's, you know, basically taking money. Then you have separate spending bills for Ukraine, for, uh, you know, aid to Israel. All of a sudden, they're not bundled together. All these things are separate. And he's vetoing ones that say no Ukraine funding. You know, that's going to look pretty obvious that, guess what? He's a crooked SOB for sure. Right, you know, and he has to step up and say it. I can know? give you an example we've all dealt with. There are certain stations that are that are on satellite television that nobody really wants to watch, so they bundle them. And yeah. if you want ESPN and you want Fox Sports, you also got to get the 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 Missionary Channel. I'm just making that up because that's I don't have I don't even know what they're called, but they have all kinds of channels. You have nothing. No desire yeah. to watch. I, I would say the yeah. black entertainment ne- television. I've never watched that. I don't. I don't want to pay for that. Um, it may be. It may be that you do, but personally, I've never wanted to watch that. I've never watched the Hallmark Channel. Some a lot of people watch that one, but they bundle them. So if I want to watch Astros play baseball, I got to pay for 
the Hallmark Channel. And that's what's going on here. Yeah. What you're saying is, is that if you were bundling these things, just like it's, it's like it's a satellite TV package. Yeah. And, and it's going to get passed if it's, if there's enough stuff in them, omnibus, anything like that. It's going to pass because it has to. It's designed to do that. Okay. So you undesign that. I, you I put it into single, you know. Has it ever been tried? They used to, they used to, our Congress, our house used to produce 12 separate spending packages, but that hasn't been done for decades. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. I'm all for that. You got my. I tell you what, it's so it's sort of like a a reverse um, line item veto. They've tried to do that before. They said, okay, let's have a, a re, uh, the president can go. Uh, I want this, but I don't want that. I don't want that, but I want this. And they found that unconstitutional. You'd have to pass a, const, a constitutional amendment to allow the president to do that. Kind of makes sense because all the negotiation goes on in the House to get it passed. You know, I'm going to give you this bridge, but you got to give me that bridge and, and that kind of crap. Um, I don't think it's good. I think a line out of veto would be would be cool, but um, that it's, it's not constitutional. But if they've done it before, well, on the, I could see why it would be constitutional. How side? Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to send you separate bills. You don't like it. Sign it up. Now we, we're, we're forcing you to line out of veto. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it would do. And it would make a lot of sense and it would save us. Taxpayers, a lot of money because at the minimum you got to stand up and say why you supported or didn't support. And it's just why didn't you vote for Israel? Okay, so back to it then. Do you think they're going to do that? You know, if you'd asked me a month ago, I'd say no way in hell. But now I'm not so sure because of the way things have been going down lately. All right, who and the fact that Matt Gates is sticking to his guns? It seems like. All right, so let's do this. Um, I have not seen that in any of the, the things that I've read uh, and out and, and where I go pretty much same places every day. Um, I, I go to Gateway Pundit to see what they're saying is going to be the news. You never you have to go somewhere else to find out whether what Gateway Pundit saying is right or not. But you can at least hear it there first. Right. I go to Insta Pundit and I go to Revolver because of Glenn and I do Il Donaldo Trumpo. And then at the end, I will go through Bongino report. And then I pick one of the mainstream media every day and go to that. So I switch it out. Okay. So CNN or MSNBC, that's how I do it. And then I listen to what you guys are talking about. I have not seen anybody say we're going to send up 12 different um, budgets or different or different funding bills. Where are you getting this? Is this just a Glenn Cox idea? It's not just a Glenn Cox idea. This is why Matt Gates got rid of McCarthy. He wants to send up 12 different. Yes. Not 12 necessarily. He wants every spending item to be separate, not bundled together. All right. That's different. This is how I think he needs to package it. All right. We're going to get, they're going to try to shut us down uh, during the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think that we need to call it the 12 spending bills of Christmas on the first spending bill of Christmas (laughs) and send it out. And let everybody know that during the Christmas holidays that that Biden has administration has vetoed all of these spending bills. <laughs> it's going to be the Senate kicks it out again. The Senate does have to prove it. I I should know that. I I think everything does, but it originates in the House. Then it has to go to the Senate, and the Senate has to send it to the uh, president. I'd make them say no twelve times. Yeah. Yep. The House and Senate have 
appropriation committees, and they have 12 subcommittees. That's where the number 12 is coming Okay. Traditionally, that's how it was ran up to a few decades ago. Then they started combining stuff and calling them omnibus bills. Well, I know that we've been in omnibus mode for a long time. Well, it had to be at least since the 80s because I remember Ronald Reagan getting a bill right before the end of end of the period. The the government would be shut down. And he it was on the floor when he walked up the podium and he started stacking that but that budget bill it ended up being like 10 feet tall and he said don't do this again i'm not going to sign another one and they didn't send it to him like that but they did do that that was an omnibus bill and that would have been um sometime between 80 and 88 that he did that yeah uh but anyway i would like to i i like it i like it now look we're we're running we're running out of time and and i wanted at least 15 minutes to talk about what in the world is going on in the louisiana um university system ULS is what it's called, I guess, Louisiana University, Louisiana system, which uh, people who don't know this, maybe they aren't from Louisiana, we have, I think, four systems here. We have the LSU system, which is the, you know, the, the, the big, the big fish in the pond. And then they, I think Southern has one, their own. And then I guess it's three. And then the ULS system, which includes Grambling and Tech, which are three miles apart, and ULM, which is another 30 miles from there. So there's like between... 33 or 35 miles, there's three universities, which is anybody knows this area is not really big enough to support that that many universities. But long and short of it is the guy that was the head of that system, which that, that system also includes, if I'm not mistaken, it includes um, um, USL. What do they call themselves now? Ooh, la la. And um, McNeese, uh, Southeastern, Nickel State, Na- uh, Natchitoches, which there's a uh, Northwestern. And then and then I think uh, some of those, they like, I think does the uh, Junior colleges fall into that too, like Bipsy. I think they do. All right. So anyway, they have, sure. they have a president of that system. So it's over all of these colleges. And the guy that's that that's there currently, his name is Henderson. I don't you maybe know his first name. Um, he started out in, in education. He was the, the president of Bipsy, Bozier City Community College. Then he moved on to uh, Northwestern, and Northwestern is a teacher's college, is what I understand primarily. It has it has its things it does well, and I think music and teaching is what do they do there. I'm not. I, I I joke around a lot. I'm not cutting them down. I think that's what they focus on. You know, I really do. And then he then then this Henderson guy got the uh, head of the ULS system. Well, then we had um, Renault here, and things were run very well with Renault. People didn't like him necessarily. A lot of people didn't. I was not one of that group. For a small, small time, I was, but I saw quickly before he left. Hey, we don't need to get rid of this guy. This guy's good. Uh, he ran a good, tight budget. Uh, engineering at Tech was considered the best deal in in engineering in the country. I think. I think it got that high. If you wanted to get an engineering degree, but what bang for your buck, Tech was the place to go. Uh, he he uh, uh, Renault fought in expanding the football field and you know making it bigger and all those types of things that he had money stashed ready for the times for, for bad times. And when he left, they put in, um, uh, what's his name? Guys. And I have been a critic of his, I mean, it's, it's not, a, it's not, I'm not hiding. I have a wife that works there, so I gotta be careful what I say, but he's a spender. That's the best way to put it. And he, he spends a lot of money. And I think that Louisiana tech is now 
like the rest of them. When when Renault was there, Peck was never out of money. I think we're out of money now. I don't know that, but I'm gathering it. Okay, like I said, my wife doesn't. I don't let my wife tell me these things because I don't want it to go back on her. She gets she doesn't get to tell me anything. Long and short of it is this Henderson guy who has been a tech guy. He is a tech guy, and his son's actually in the engineering department of tech. I mean, uh, he's a student, uh, and he is now leaving the top spot in the university system, University of Louisiana system, and he is taking over as the president of Louisiana Tech. And I know that he's got the support of the people he needs to have support of. Obviously, he wouldn't have gotten it. That's not really the news. We've kind of been knowing that for a long time, that he was going to take it over and that he understood Tech needed to change course on the spending, if that makes sense. Okay. So guess who's going to be the ULS president now? This is the news. This is the news. Grambling's president, Rick Gallo. <laughs> now, I got to be very careful here because Rick Gallo and I, I can't say we're personal friends like you guys are my friends. But professionally, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have this, we have each other's cell number and we will talk to each other on occasion about things. So um, I know him personally. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming at all. Um, so now Grambling's going to have to have a new president. Um, and, and it's hard for me to tell when, when, when Rick took over, um, I guess I should call him Mr. Gallo because I'm talking about a professional right now. When Mr. Gallo took it over, um, Grambling was in dire straits, bad straits too. So, uh, and he, I, I don't hear them, you know, the way I think it, the reason I think that, 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 that Gallo has fixed it is because you don't see Grambling in the news like you used to. Because remember every year there would be an audit. And it would be insufficient. There would be problems. But remember that? Mm-hmm. Whoever was the president before Gallo, I don't. I haven't heard that in a long time. Sounds like to me he's got that all whipped into shape. So maybe he is the right guy to be at the top. I will say this. He's from this area, and I don't think he's going to be not tech friendly. Um, but um, I, I will say this, that I'm 64 years old, and on my 64-year-old, 64-year-old birthday, that day, we had a president who's brain dead. The Astros were being managed by a brain dead manager. And I, with all due respect to Mr. Geis, I think he's the same boat. I don't think he's, I think he's slipping. But I, again, I don't, I want to make sure nobody puts that back on my wife. That's just my speculation. Um, and we, I hope we get rid of Biden one way or the other next year. And the Astros manager has resigned and guys will be gone as of January 1st. So maybe, maybe 2024 is the year that we get, we get active brains back in, in all the things that I cherish. <laughs> Was that, is that reaching out too far guys? No, <laughs> that might be expecting too much. <laughs> On which one? Well, you said things. So I assume that meant everything. Oh, I see. You're 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 you sound like to me that you're speaking into one of those fake microphones you get at McDonald's. You know, <laughs> I'm in karaoke mode now. It's a funny sound. Anyway, um, I don't not sure what you're saying. I will say this: that the Astros should be able to find somebody. Okay, they could they could find somebody to manage that team that's not brain dead. That was put on them because that silly trash can thing and if you don't know what that means then just ignore it but um you know the president that thing was rigged by the communists they just stuck him in there and then 
but the guys, I, I, you know, I, the reason I'm hesitant to say anything um, disparaging, in other words, I disagree with him spending all the money. That's a fair game. And I hate to say that I know he's got uh, mental insufficiencies, you know, but it seems that way to me. And I'm not, I'm saying that out of, of really being nice to him, thinking that's why it, some of the things happened that happened. But uh, he is a nice guy. And if he were to come in here and visit with us, we would enjoy his company. He's he's not a bad guy. I don't want to say that at all. But uh, I do think that it's, it was time for a change because of the just crazy spending. And, and, and you know, it's not just tech. I, that's, that's another thing I need to say about this. I'm not really putting it all on guys or on anybody in particular. The whole university system and the whole country is in this bind. We saw what happened to West Virginia recently. But you have all of these mid-level people, including my wife. You know, she's a student success specialist. What the heck? What is that? The student success is pass, study, and pass. If you can't study and pass, we can't help you. But she, that's what she does. You know, they, they have that all over the place. You know, when I was at Tech, I was going like, why do we need a vice president of student affairs? What is that? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Why do we? I don't even know who it is at Tech, so I'm not cutting. The, if you listen to this podcast and you're the vice president of student affairs, I don't know who you are. I just I don't know why we have that. Why do we have a a department of diversity and equity? Why do we have that? Why do we have? To me, I need to. I, we need to pay math teachers to teach math and engineering professors to teach engineering, statics professors to teach statics. We don't need student success specialists. We need people who definitely know how to. Make sure that your, you know, your registration gets filed and you're in the right department. Your classes are, you know, there's a seat for you in your class when you get there. Yeah, we need administration. But do we need the amount that we have? And it's like this all over the country where we have this weighed down by this middle management. And I don't think it's just Louisiana Tech that's going to have to own up to this. And I do apologize to anybody listening to this that, 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 that I want to get rid of their, their, their position. But I do. <laughs> I do. I want to get... I want Louisiana Tech to get lean and mean like it was under Renault. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And so I'm, I'm excited that we're changing regimes <laughs> at Louisiana Tech. But I, I, I mean this. I don't, have, I don't mean any ill will to Dr. Geis. I hope that he has a great retirement and, and you know, whatnot. I don't, I don't mean him any. I, I really believe that this is a nationwide problem, and he was doing what everybody else was doing. But I'm ready for Louisiana Tech to go against the grain and say, hey, no, we want the same budget, Mr. Gallo. <laughs> Don't cut our budget, but we're going to be spending it on different things. We're going to be spending it on best engineering professors we can get. And we're going to be spending it on making sure our labs are well stocked. And we're going to make sure that we're spending it on on math professors. And, you know, we don't even have foreign languages at Tech anymore. What, all universities used to have that back in the days when university systems were working. Now we can't afford them anymore. They've pushed that down to the high school. And the high schools don't teach anything. Well, the high school now has a graduation requirement that you have to have two years in the same language. And they added that and took it away from the college, figuring that we'll just push it down to high school and boom, we're done with that. And then nobody learns anything. I took French in high school, and the only words I remember are cuss words. 
Well, that makes sense because for some reason the brain works different for squares because anybody with Tourette's or people that have aphasia, it seems like the only words they can remember how to say or the ones they repeat without um, that meal are just customers. <laughs> I don't want to go as that far. I, it's, I'm just kidding. I could say bonjour. I could do say I could say some of the things. Anyway, well, Big Jim started teaching me all the Mexican cuss words first. Do you know that I, I've refused? <laughs> it, it's, it's interesting. I refuse to learn any. I don't know any Spanish cuss words, and I can speak a lot of Spanish. So, so um, yeah, I've I've not learned any at all. Uh, he tried I, to. I can help you. No, please don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to be encouraged in that regard. So anyway, you know, congratulations on uh, Dr. Henderson. I, I, um, I hope he does a really good job. I hope that they see that Louis, that Louisiana Tech does has a just because of the engineering alone, Louisiana Tech can be a a a player in Louisiana and in the country if we will sell. I, 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 let me ask you this real quick. This, you two smart businessmen type. We've overbuilt in, in Ruston uh, with housing, and Louisiana Tech is in the housing business. And you know I don't think that universities should be in the housing business. That should be free enterprise. Should we sell those things off that we built, rent them out, get out of that business? What do you think? Maybe contract it out. Yeah, and maybe if you sell it um, – you see, this is, I think, where, where they're thinking. This is me thinking out loud, is that the university says, if we don't show potential students we have a place for them to stay that is nice and can safe, then they're not going to come here. So maybe that's what their thought process was. What you could do is you could, but then again, are they – making it abnormally low for the market, which is probably hurting the housing market in general in ad tech, if they're basically subsidizing the rent. Uh, if not, you could sell those to private companies who do that type of thing. You know, uh, there's lots of them uh, that, you know, and of course, if BlackRock bought it, I'm sure your, your wife would go nuts. But anyway, um, <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe not buy like maybe like like Winston uh, contract it out. Yeah, contract to man it, management. Yeah, that that can work as well. Dwayne's got a good point there. I don't know. You yeah. know, that, that, see, we got we built all this crap, and now you got to keep it up. And so you know, it's it's that it's that idea that you know people are happy they get a boat of the happiest days when you get it, the, the happier or the the second happiest days when you buy the boat, the happiest days when you sell it. Um, yeah. I I I. Um, the word on the street is that parents of college students and the students themselves say Louisiana Tech dorms and apartments suck because of the management of them, how they're ran. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, I, and I did. I the, the, it was my quest the day I went to Louisiana Tech. That was I started in '77, a long time ago. I know. So it's been going on that long. They were ridiculous in how they ran those things. You you literally couldn't bring food and warm it up on a on a hot plate. You couldn't do anything 
to save money, you had to go to their communist. I know you don't want to call it that, Glenn, but what is it when I'm forced to go eat at a cafeteria that I don't want to go to? What is that? Meal plan. Yeah. Yes. Yes. generation. Yeah. I could no, not wait. They, they forced us as, as freshmen and sophomores to go live on campus. And I counted down the seconds until I was eligible to get out of it. I, I just, I couldn't stand it. And so, yes, and, and that's student affairs. Again, I don't know who I'm criticizing. I have no idea. That's who runs that. And, uh, and, and I don't know why they don't have, just have someone called housing. And that way we can say, oh, that's the person that did it. If you call it student affairs, you don't know who it is. But um, no, I agree with you. Well, they, 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 they have become so dependent upon all those various sources of revenue with their fat cat spending in their budget. They can't trim the fat whenever it's time to because you're not giving services worth that value. Well, they've got people on the payroll and stupid jobs that's been justified that depend upon that revenue. So that's, that's what the problem is. There's a disconnect between adapting to market conditions and adjusting your budget and expenses. And they never want to shrink their budget, their expenses, or prune their faculty and staff to something reasonable until they're forced to, by the Fed and the state, trimming the fat of the budget. And then they have to figure out how to conform. But they, the stuff they get control the revenue on campus, like the rooms and dorms and the, uh, and the um, what do you call it, the cafeteria, Man, they don't ever want to touch that. They just find justifications how they much they can raise the price. And, and that, that Lambright Center, the the intramural center. Yep. That right. So that I voted on against it when I was the students. They want to know we wanted. Do you want this? Well, you know, I didn't. We didn't have a great place to play basketball or anything like that. I agree. We did, but I didn't go to Louisiana Tech to go to a a, a healthcare center. Or no, what do you call it? A, a gymnasium? What do you want to call it? I, I guess what do you call it? Exercise place. I didn't go there for that. A gym. A gym, but they call it. I have something else they call it too. Uh, recreation complex. Uh, I didn't go there for that. I went there to get a degree, get out, and go to work. I didn't. I any one they opened it, I went. Now, heck, I was paying the tax for it. But we, why are we in the business of that? Why do we? Why is Louisiana Tech in the business? Of that, they don't need to be in the business. Of that they got plenty of people around town. You can go cheaper than the than the tax that you're getting paid to go to Lambright. You can go cheaper because if, if here's the deal, what if you want to do um, karate or you want to do some martial arts? That's what you want to do. You take that money you would have spent on Lambright and you go and take karate classes or taekwondo or whatever. Yeah. Or you go well, the con- the concept for it is to attract a certain category of students that would look mm-hmm. at that as a benefit. I understand what they're doing, but they're they're locking themselves in with those facilities that can't really be changed or renovated that easily. Right, and adapt, adapt. These 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 private gyms adapt. Oh, this is the latest thing. They can go and budget and. Put it in there, and so you could go what lift weights. That's what you do. You could cross train here in this town. You can go do yoga. Everything that you're talking about is available at a cheaper price than what you're being taxed to go to Lambright. They need to shut that thing down. I'm, I know, I know that this that I'm saying things that are not considered uh, politically correct, but there is zero reason for us to have that Lambright system. I thought that when I was a student, 
and I think that is an alumni, get rid of that that monstrosity. It leaks, leaks water every time. You know why? You see, I'm getting that. Get out of that business. Yep. Make us the best engineering program the likes of this world is not used to seeing, and make it cheap. That's that's how you make this work. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Henderson's going to do that, but I, I hope he does. Well, there's too many incentives not to. That's the problem. Oh, I know he would be considered. He would be considered a, a fiend for, for closing that thing. But uh, you know, it it, it 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 really is. They don't they don't care. Here's the thing: when they open that thing, yes, if you went there at the right time, it would be open. But it was just so crowded, you couldn't do anything. Just no room left, right? Well, on a Friday, when you have two days off and you want to go maybe shoot some baskets or lift weights, at 6 o'clock, they would close. At 6 o'clock in the afternoon. You couldn't go over, over there on a weekend at night and, and play ball. And they've since fixed that. I think they've got better hours since then. But they didn't care. They didn't care at all. I won't go home with my family. I'm gonna, they went home. And, 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 but, th- but these private gyms, they're open 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, 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 that, that's the problem is all of these, you know, these idiotic things that, that students are being charged for saying it's a benefit to you, but it's a tax, you know, nothing's free. And then, and then another thing is, is they cannot continue this um, brainwashing that they're doing with students that are going there and making everybody a bunch of leftists. You know, that, that's, that's not a workable model. Who's going to work if you keep just making nothing but purple hairs? Um, I, I, you know, that's just my take on it. I, I hope you see what I want Henderson to do. The first thing he needs to do in my book is to say, we're not going to make you liberal. We're not making you conservative. You're going to hear both sides. and You decide But we're not. We're going to have we're going to have free speech. If someone wants to come here like Bowtie Boy or not. Well, he, I'm going to call him Paulson now. But but what girly boy if Shapiro wants to come here and talk let him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and if, if someone wants to, if, if, if someone that's leftist wants to come here, let him come talk. That would be to be the biggest thing he can do. But uh, we do have us a new president. I'm I'm very happy with that. The Astros did. Uh, I, well, I don't think they fired him. He he quit on his own. Hopefully, but he's gone. We got us a new manager there. We'll just get us a new president next year. This son. This is not left us. That's all I've got today, guys. I've got I start to ramble a little bit. Thank you both for your participation in it. And I'm still hungry, Glenn. Yeah. I don't know what it is with James, because I'm here in the great uh, city of Bossier City. But what I'm going to do very soon is I'm going to pack up, go over to the uh, Houghton PJs. And they have great Wi-Fi, which have been having problems with my Wi-Fi. And they have a wonderful atmosphere, great music, uh, wonderful coffee. I love coffee. You know me. I love some coffee. And uh, wonderful breakfast sandwiches. Uh, you know, I might give me a waffle with sausage and egg in it. So, what are you going to talk? What are you gonna, now, now you're hungry, right? Oh, man, yeah. Oh, yay, beignet. I'm going to get some little beignets. I'm going to go ahead and give me some beignets. And some chicory oh, yeah. coffee. Do they have chicory? They don't, actually. Um, but they got, I bet they have a New Orleans style blend or something. Yeah, they do. They have New Orleans style blends, quite actually quite a few, but they uh, they don't include chicory because the brew the uh, man who roasts all our stuff, who's kind of the head roaster, he uh, he does he says chicory was added because we didn't have enough coffee. That's right. 
It was a coffee shortage, and chicory was a cheap substitute. Yeah, he said, I'm not going to do that to my customers. That's what he said. But anyway. By the way, Charles uh, told me to make an order for some of those. What's that little machine that you push down and it makes a cup of coffee? What are those things called? Cappuccino? No, no, no. It's a, it's a regular. It's just like espresso. No, 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 no. It's not a type of coffee. It's a machine that you that heats up the water for you. And you, oh, I have a Tasmo, but the other one that everybody has is uh, what is that called? Curie. That's it. You know, so those little those little pod things that you got to put in there. K, K cups. K cups. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're running out, and she told me to place an order for regular coffee. Or, you know, from you, so I need to. You need to tell me how much. Sorry, what kind of regular coffee? That's you know. Well, you know what? I, I'm got, assuming French roast for all of you because you like the dark roast. I, so. I don't drink coffee yet. I got it. It's got to get cold first. But she does. I will find out from her what it is she wants, or maybe even have her just tell you. And sooner wedding cake, probably. I think it was pretty plain. I think for her morning coffee, she likes the. That's just, her second cup is when she likes it flavored. I think she likes her okay. first cup of pretty pretty basic. So I'll let you know. Thank you guys Bye. both. Um, and we will be back tomorrow with a conspiracy that I don't think we've agreed upon yet. We will, we will have some type of I, – I, I want to – I'd just like the listeners know, let us know what you think about this. But I want to kind of go into some conspiracies in the past that maybe don't even exist anymore because I'm, I'm very interested in things like Whitaker Chambers, especially since it's that should, yeah. that should still be something taught because it exposed communism at that time and stopped dead in its track for a while and and i think that 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 conspiracy with literature chambers is going to be worth talking about i don't know if tomorrow's the day because we're all kind of busy we'll figure out something fun and exciting as pj's coffee is thank you guys for listening yes we'll be back tomorrow that might be hard oh wow (laughs) bye-bye guys bye-bye